Hello, and welcome to EdTech Confessions. Sometimes we're embarrassed to admit we don't know how to do something. That's what EdTech Confessions is all about, asking questions and exploring answers. We're here to help. Welcome to the show. We're your hosts. I'm Ann Cosma. I'm Kelly Martin. And I'm Cynthia Nixon. On this episode, we're talking about something sweet. You can find our resources at bit.ly slash edtechconfessions. That's bit.ly slash edtechconfessions. We cannot tell you how many times we've accidentally referred to our podcast as EdTech Confections while we're talking, so we thought we'd spend this episode talking about things that are sweet. Now, we said in our last episode that we would be coming at you live from Fall Q, which we didn't do, but that's because we were so excited just to be in the same physical location with each other. (laughs) Did you guys know we record these podcasts from three different cities in California? So we are hardly ever all together in the same place. So we just were so thrilled to have that face-to-face time with one another that we were just enjoying that sweet time together. So my something sweet is talking about just getting that face-to-face in real life time with your ed tech friends, with all of your people, your ed tech tribe. So my encouragement to all of you is to get out there to those events, whether it's just like a, a coffee queue or, you know, a, a teacher meetup or ed camp, Q, Q Rockstar, Q Bold. There's ed tech team events, ISTE. There's so many events out there these days that I just really encourage you to get out there and go to one. Hopefully you can get your school to pay for it or maybe head to an ed camp because those are free, but just try and get to one of those events so you can spend some face-to-face in real life time with your ed tech tribe because it, it, it really is sweet. We just had so much fun together um, and a lot of our other, other friends were there. It just, it was great. We really enjoyed that time together. Well, I totally agree, Cynthia. Spending time with your PLN, IRL is always something sweet. Yes. And my sweet things from Fall Q this year were the Q booms and Q kid booms. And if you remember back in March at, at Q18, we launched the first ever Q boom. And these were those three minute mic drops, share your heart outs. If you've ever been to an Ignite Talk at ISTE or seen a demo slam at an EdTech team event, you know that a few minutes of sharing can pack a big punch. And we brought Q Boom and the first ever Q Kid Boom to Fall Q this year. And it was so inspiring, not only to hear from like our friends and people in our PLN, but when the students got on the stage, we had kids from fourth grade all their way through seniors in high school, they brought the house down. They really did. They talked about things that they were passionate about. They thought they talked about things in school um, that if they could change anything, what would they get? What would they get rid of? What misses the mark? What are the field of dreams and the their hopes for the future of education? Things that rock, things that don't rock. So those were definitely sweet, sweet moments for me at Fall Q. You know, just watching those kids up there, it, it was amazing to me just how confident they were and how excited they were to see our responses to what they were saying. You know, they had a whole room full of educators that they're talking to, and it just was so incredible to see that happen. Well, and the whole idea of Q-Boom is to be loud. And if you hear something you love, the room needs to let you know that the, the speakers need that audience energy. So I encourage folks to yell, get rowdy, respond, react, so that the speaker knows what they're saying is landing with the audience. And I told the students, this is going to get loud. You're going to hear teachers screaming and whooping, 
hollering. And I think it threw them off at first, but then they dug it. And it was incredible. I totally agree. They they brought the house down. Once I started to realize the educators in the room that were cheering and being loud was for them, there was a couple that really just continually tried to make the room <laughs> react, which was just so cool to see because they're like, well, how are they going to react to this? Which was awesome. Um, and they really stepped up their game. Some of them, some of the public speaking skills of those students were incredible. I was oh, so impressed. Yeah. It was some of the younger students and some of the older ones. I was really impressed. I was really glad that I got to see the kid booms it. Yeah, it so blew me away. And we're sharing the Q Kid Boom template on our resource page. So for anybody who wants to recreate it at their school, the template is ready for them to use on our resource page. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Kelly, so, what are some sweet things for you? So speaking of kids, I think that's a really good line to go on because a huge advocate of everything that I do, even though I work at a district office, is I know how closely it goes down to the students. And um, while I'm no longer at TOSA, and I, I really miss being in classrooms a lot, like I used to be. So last year I adopted a second grade class. And say that it was just for the class would be untrue. It was really <laughs> a lot for me. Um, and I developed some really great relationships with the students in that class. And I would go in weekly and work with the teacher and the kids. And I've continued that adopted classroom this year. And what has been so cool is to see the growth that teacher has made in a year. And instead of me leading lessons, I'm the backup as last year, she was the backup and I was leading lessons. And it's just been so great to see her growth, not only the students, because the students always make great progress with technology um, and creativity. That's been so incredible to watch. I also now have a second adopted second grade class. And as a challenge for me, I never taught anything lower than third grade. So second grade was a little out of my wheelhouse. And I've really, really enjoyed it and kind of flexing my teacher skills and learning how to work with younger students. And I hope to adopt a first grade classroom this year too. So um, it's probably been one of the best things that I've done the last two years. And I highly recommend it to anybody who is a TOSA, who feels like they're a little out of touch or somebody who's in an admin role like myself that needs to get back in because it really helps keep you grounded. Oh, That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, not only do you get to see and experience that change that's happening with the educator, but you having that grounding with best practice in the classroom is a very meaningful thing for you as well. Absolutely. I love that. That's awesome. Super sweet indeed. Yes. It is a sweet, sweet day when I get to go second graders. Oh. Uh, well, hey, everybody. I have one other quick thing I want to share that's something sweet. Did you know Skypeathon is happening right now? Tell no. us what, what is okay, Skypeathon? Skypeathon is a 48 hour global event where teachers and students and classrooms around the world are basically participating with Skype in the classroom and they're celebrating the power of global learning, which is all in support of the UN Sustainable Development Goal on quality education. So for every 400 digital miles traveled, money is being donated by Microsoft for classrooms and schools and students in need. But Team Flipgrid is participating. So I stayed up from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. connected with classrooms in, in Spain, in Wales, in the UK, in India. And it was just 
such an incredible event. So I want to encourage everybody when Skypeathon 2019 comes onto the radar, get your classrooms connected because we're learning about the world around us, developing empathy, but the world becomes a smaller place as we make connections like this. And it has been such an incredibly sweet 24 hours and there's still 24 hours more to go. Nice. That's incredible. So you're up all night long on different Skypes with all different people from around the world, all different classrooms. Yeah, that's what our team did. And there's been incredible things. Like I've seen the tweets coming through. If you were to look up the hashtag Skypeathon, you would see some stu some schools overseas do sleepovers. Some wow. schools launch this event with firework shows. There are wow. students that are sharing not only the culture and history of their country with students in a completely different geographic location, but the, the awareness of global education and the possibility for global collaboration is just what's resonating with me right now. And it's, it's just been incredibly moving and powerful to see this happening. Um, so Skypeathon, and I would definitely encourage you, um, you all to share it with your schools and your classrooms and your teachers next year. You do not want to miss out. It is definitely something sweet. Oh, for sure. Thank you for sharing yeah. about that, Anne. So That's cool. Awesome. Well, hey, ladies, you want to you wanna preview what's coming on the next episode? Yes. So next time, we will be talking about the hour of code. So tweet us any questions you might have at EdTechConfess. And of course, we have to say, what will you confess? Don't forget to check out our resources at bit.ly slash